Hello, and welcome to episode three of our Music of the Year 2016 extravaganza. Uh, and I didn't say Rhythm Encounter, so f*** that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, and welcome to episode three of our Music of the Year 2016 extravaganza on Rhythm Encounter. That is right. It is our third jam-packed episode of awesome music from 2016. And as is tradition on the show, in the third episode, we, your hosts, uh, share our favorite music from the year. I'm Caitlin Argeros, Lynn Cazero on the boards, and I am joined, as always, by my co-co-host, Mike Salvato. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm sure you know this by now, but I'm Mike on the boards. Mike. I mean, well, it goes without saying. You don't need another name. You're just Mike. I shouldn't even introduce you as Mike Salvato. Everyone's like, hey, it's Mike. Well, but the other podcast has another Mike. That's true. And I feel weird calling him Mike, honestly. I call him Solosi just because, <laughs> I don't know, I keep it straight in my head. Anyway, moving on. Also joining us our resonant music extraordinaire, Marcos Gaspar. Out of there. Wild armor on the boards. Well, thank you, both of you, for joining me. We've had another awesome year of music, and we've had a lot of good music picked by fellow RPG fan staff and longtime friends of the show, and I'm excited for us to talk about some of our favorite music. I think we have a lot of good selections here from both big names and maybe not so big names uh, in the the world of RPGs from 2016. So let's start off our first block. Um, I picked a track from a little old game that you might have heard of. It's called Final Fantasy XV. Don't know if it rings a bell, but I picked Melancholia from Final Fantasy XV. And Mike, or not Mike, Marcos, you have our next pick. Yep, I chose A Light Storm from Fire Emblem Fates. Now, Mike, you have the pick. Go. You know, before the show, you were making sure that you pronounced this name right. You didn't tell me that I was going to have to do it myself. Oh, pressure. Pressure, yeah, this, is, this is your test. I know. I'm not good with accents. Um, so I picked uh, Melodia de la Montan- Montana. Or Montana. Good. good job. It might be the song of Montana, the state. I'm not sure. From uh, <laughs> Chronicles of Time, a Corona Trigger album that came out this year. Good job. All right. So let's listen to Melancholia from Final Fantasy XV, A Light Storm from Fire Emblem Fates, and Melodia de la Montaña from Chronicles of Time.
I have a really hard time picking um, just one track from Final Fantasy XV. I kept going back and forth between a lot of different pieces because there's a lot of good music in this soundtrack. And there were pieces that I wanted to, to pick because I thought they did interesting things um, musically in relation to characters in the story. But I ended up going with Melancholia because I really just could not ignore the beautiful, sad-sounding nature of this piece. It's a very appropriate name for this piece, um, not just because of the music, but also how it's used in the game, which I won't go into because it involves spoilers. But um, suffice to say, it happens after a sad thing has happened in the game and the characters are kind of uh, reeling from it and figuring out what they're going to do. That piano um, is just so effortless and beautiful. I love how it just kind of flutters down, uh, down scale. Um, the the violin and the oboe playing off of each other uh, are absolutely gorgeous. And then I love the second half of the loop where the piano starts going deeper and the, the tone gets darker and the very end is just really dramatic and dark and very unhappy sounding, but I just can't resist the, the beautiful nature. I, I tend to uh, find myself drawn a lot to more uh, sad pieces and pieces in a minor key and maybe that's why I ultimately went with this one. but. Um, I just really wanted to feature a good, solid piece of music from this game. Not that that's hard, but this one really kind of stood out to me. I think it's interesting, too, because it, it has kind of this mysterious... Well, if you if you ignore where it's used in the game, almost a mysterious kind of quality, but not a scary one. Like, it, for, at first when I listened, I thought it was one of the... a dungeon theme or something, because I forgot where it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's it, a there's a dungeon thing that is predominantly piano, but that one sounds a lot more ominous and and um, scary than this. Yeah, yeah. I also think it's interesting that we both, uh, as many really great battle themes and stuff as there are, we both went with the uh, the softer ones in here. Yeah, I, I was a, one of my short list picks was up for the challenge, which is the uh, the battle theme that plays in the. I don't know, Klagen? Uh, I assume it's pronounced Klain. Okay. I want to I want to pronounce it Klagen <laughs> because of, of Game of Thrones, but okay. Anyway, the, the mountainous volcanic region that's on the far western side of the map um, has, in my humble opinion, the best um, main battle theme in the game. Yes. You can fight you can fight me on that if you wish, but uh, yeah. Almost. I almost picked that, but I figured I'm already picking some really epic sounding uh, battle music, so I'll I'll try to pick something a little bit not as intense. <laughs> Marcos, what are your thoughts? I mean, more or less, you've uh, hit on the nose, like what I, what I personally thought. Like, I like the oboe as well. It's very nice. Uh, it's a very soft and just beautiful tone uh, with the music. And I, it, it's interesting because I, when I first heard it, I was like, where does this play? And then when I looked at the uh, track listing, where does this play? Because it, and I was like, ah. Oh. This is, this is such a beautiful like music and it's it's strange how like very dramatic it is and it's also very odd that it's all, also a little active for like melancholy music so i thought man it sounds like something tragic happened but there's still like you know you got to keep going on you got to just got to move and i'm just wondering oh, i really want to play this game so badly and this was an overall great track and it's a good pick 
That is a, a very good interpretation from just listening to it as to what happened. Something bad happened, but they do have to keep moving because that is pretty much mm-hmm. what happens in the scene where this plays. So, so good job, Marcos. <laughs> I did the good. Yes. I, I forgot well, to comment, but uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if we actually used it in last year's show, but I still think of Melancholia as a Xenoblade X song. Yes. And this could not possibly be more different than their version right? of the song. <laughs> I was thinking about that as I was picking it, and I was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't remember if we used it either. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't, because I do like that theme from Xenoblade X, but... But this is a... This is a... Uh, very different melancholia, to say the least. For sure. Uh, but moving on, Marcos, um, was your pick called just like dramatic or, or what did it have another name? I don't remember because it sounds super dramatic. Um, well, the name of my track was A Light Storm. Uh, this is from the uh, Fire Emblem uh, Fate soundtrack. And I, I thought this was pretty wicked. Um, but to give a little bit more backstory on to like a light storm, uh, it's one, it's the, uh, theme or the music that plays when you enter battle, uh, on a map, uh, light being the name of the track that that's playing while on the map. So you're getting this, uh, you can already get a hint that this is going to be a beautiful track, uh, before the battle, but once it enters the battle, it gets incredibly dramatic and I love everything about it. I don't really have much to go into specifics. But if I had to choose a part in the song that I would like recommend you putting on loop, I would put it one for, at 146 because that sucker gets really wicked, and it ended up being one of my favorite tracks on the whole soundtrack, and one of my favorite fights in the uh, game. Which uh, this is in uh, Birthright. Yeah, this is uh, incredibly epic sounding, and it just it starts off, at, you know, super epic, and it just keeps going and. Um... It's interesting listening to it because, of course, my media player is telling me, is showing me the the credits, and uh, I see that it's composed by Ray Kondo, um, who was also uh, involved in the music from Fire Emblem Awakening. And for me, I got my first introduction to his music when I played and listened to Okami, and I can still hear the the influences uh, that he brought to that soundtrack. Here, there's a lot of Japanese instruments that he's using in this track. Um, but yeah, uh, that was that was kind of cool because it's like I love Okami and I, I I really got to like his music from Okami. So great to hear more from him. Um, he does energy really well uh, in like everything that I've heard from him, whether it's Okami or Fire Emblem Awakening or the music from here from Fates. Um, and I also I like that it, it loops once, but it's still a nice long chunk of music even in one loop it's not just a short and sweet thing it's got plenty of time to play out and go through different sections of the theme so that's that's kind of nice even though i mean the way the music works in the game is you only hear this when you've actually engaged in combat it doesn't last very long uh, usually unless you're like involved in a huge chain of uh, of counterattacks and whatnot in one session so you're not going to hear all of this in one setting but it's still nice that there's that nice long breath of music to listen to later on or if i don't know if you just happen to have a very long uh battle sequence so i 
I have not listened to the rest of the soundtrack, and I really need to fix that because this is a really good piece. Yeah, you do. Maybe you can help me with that. <laughs> Possibly. You can just you can just send me like you know links to listen to this and and you know whet my appetite and just keep you know until I finally can no longer deny it and then I just have to listen to it. So. Yes. I still can't get over the fact that it's seven discs worth of music, especially <laughs> for a company, a company that barely releases soundtracks. I mean, they're better about it now, but for a while there, Nintendo didn't do soundtracks at all. Um, yeah, I like this one. I, I was trying to figure out a good word. I guess inspiring is a good word, but I wanted something more specific. And the most specific thing I could think of that I put in my notes is a good rousing the troops kind of song that made me think of, like, a battle in Lord of the Rings or something. Ooh, like the ultimate battle. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was listening to that and thinking of, like... Oh, spoilers, by the way, for a 60-year-old book. When uh, <laughs> Ar Aragorn is, like, you know, rousing his, like, troops and everything, they're going to march on Mordor. I was like, that, that kind of uh, sound is what I got out of this. But <laughs> really good song. Good pick. See, see it's funny, because I... When I didn't play this game first. I bought the soundtrack, I listened to it, and I thought, man, this must play at like a very dramatic moment in the game. And, like it even has like this like little pinch of like ro like just some type of romanticism in it that like they're, they're like fighting on the battlefield. It's like uh, dawn and they're just like fighting until the sun ends. And then when you finally get to where it plays in the game, and it's just like, wow, this is very underwhelming, disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ruin my hopes? I wish I didn't play this game to find out really where it played. Uh, I won't spoil it. You're going to find out where this plays on your own. <laughs> <With that. laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, don't worry, I'm doing you a favor. Oh. Oh. Lowering your expectations. So sad. <laughs> I do want to play this game eventually. I just, I don't know. I have so many other games to play first, and I, I do hear sad things about this game, so, unfortunately. Not that the, uh, not that Awakening had, like, a super amazing story or anything, but some of the, the stupidity I've heard from, not, not so much the, the birthright side, but the conquest side is kind of like, wow. But I'll leave it at that, since we don't talk about... We don't, we don't, we're trying to talk about that kind of, we're trying to focus on music on this show. So let's talk more about music. Mike, um, tell us about your pick. Uh, my theme song of the great state of Montana. That's <laughs> they clearly I mean. needed a theme song, right? Like, because well, no one knows what's up in Montana. We, we don't, we were talking about this during the break. What the heck is even in Montana? Oh. I mean, sorry. Any listeners listening yeah. from Montana, I don't know. Please educate us. What is in your great state? Yeah, this is how we're going to get people to email us about the show. We're going to insult their state. <laughs> and be like, hey, why don't you interact with us and tell us what you think? What's so great about Montana? I'm sure there's something, but us three don't happen to know what it is. Oh. Um, anywho, uh, Chrono Trigger, when it came out, there was two songs on the soundtrack that didn't actually make it into the game. And this is one of them. The original song was Singing Mountain. And I always wonder... Because I have like really, really high opinions of the, the two cut songs from the game. And I don't know if it's just because they're good songs or because there's this, you know, air around them about being cut music, but they're more romantic. No, I don't know. 
I really think it is a great song though. I think this is one of my favorite arrangements of this song so far. You know, there's a lot of good ones out there, but Chronicles of Time had so many great arrangements. And uh, this is one of my favorite ones on there for sure. I, I don't think I would have ever thought of going this direction with it, this kind of like Latin style music. And uh, I'm sure Marcos can educate me on the actual instruments here, as you always do. But uh, really interesting take on uh, one of my favorite songs. So I like this one a lot. Yeah, I want to hear Marcos's take on this. So all I'm going to say real fast is that I loved the violin and the guitar work uh, all around throughout this piece. And um, I also really liked the the way it ended with sort of a, a background uh, ambience of a I guess the sound of wind blowing, uh, singing from up high on a mountain. It's kind of what it reminded me of anyway. So um, with that said, Marcos, what's your take on this? Well, I don't know jack about Spanish instruments, but I will tell you, <laughs> this is a pretty sweet track. And I will say that these rhythms are very infectious. When I hit play on this, I was not expecting this. Guardian Soul, you did a great job. Absolutely love it. And you got Doug Perry and uh, I believe it's the name or the name is pronounced Matthias uh, S. Garcia Souza. Absolutely stunning work. Love the violin. Love the percussion. And this is just a very like it's a nice spicy uh, version of a Chrono Trigger track that I like that. I like that it's not like another like uh, like rock arrangement or yes like, or or I while I do love acoustics instrument uh, acoustic arrangements of uh, music. I do like it when they uh, add a little mix to it. Give it a little bit of... Sp what, what's the word? Spice. Give it, give it a... I don't want to say spice. I want to say... Spice. No, you are right, no. <laughs> uh, no, but... It, it, it gave it a new breath of life. It, and I really like that. Especially for a track that we never got the chance to hear in the, the Chrono Trigger game. So I thought that was really cool. And I really like their choice. And whoever allowed uh, Guardian Soul to take care of this one... And these musicians, kudos to you. You did a good job. Well, I'm sure Mike can tell us. I think it's not uh, the entire arrangement album, which is 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 it five discs? It's well, I mean, it's yeah, it's digital, but it's like five discs worth. Yeah. And they all have like, it's all like different kind of styles from disc to disc. This is on disc uh, two, I think, or three. Uh, this is on three, three track five. Okay. It yeah. sort of broke it up according to, like, era or style of music, which is kind of a neat thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the um, uh, Materia Collective's Final Fantasy 7 and 8 albums, where I think there's there's some songs on here that show up more than once, but they're by different artists and, like, different styles. So it's interesting. It's not just, like, a straight up, you know, these are the 60 tracks from this soundtrack, and we just redid each one one time. <laughs> it's just a whole interesting mix of stuff. And uh, I like to I like how I keep adding my on my thoughts after the fact because I forgot to say it the first time around. But um, you know what's interesting too about the song is that it's actually kind of a sad song. I, I have my theories about where it might have been used in the game. I'm not sure if that's the case, but the original song is actually pretty darn sad. So that's the other thing I think is interesting about taking uh, this like upbeat route with it. That was a very good piece. Mm -hmm. All right, well, moving along to our second block. Mike, you got to keep talking because you have our first pick. Oh, yeah. Well, since we're talking about sad, introspective songs, um, 
I picked uh, Noctis's theme from Final Fantasy XV, which before the show, Caitlin reminded us that it plays way later in the game than you expect it did. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Caitlin, you have our next pick. Um, I surprised no one by picking some music from Falcom, I'm sure. I picked Phantasmal Blaze from Trails of Cold Steel 2. And then Marcos, what did you pick? I chose Gladian's theme from Pokemon Sun and Moon. All right, awesome. Well, let's listen to Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, Phantasmal Blaze from Trails of Cold Steel 2, and Gladian's theme from Pokemon Sun and Moon.
uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Caitlin or Marcos, but as far as I know, I don't think they released Noctis's theme before that, like, Abbey Road presentation. Because there was a lot of trailers with music, and, you know, we got familiar with some songs before the game came out. But I don't think anyone heard this song before that presentation. Yeah, I think I remember them introducing it, saying this is the the first the, the first reveal of this theme when they did that special uh, concert. Okay. And I remember, I remember, I'm sure, just like you, being kind of surprised by how different sounding it was compared to, I think, what we were all expecting to hear from a character theme of the main character of this very dark Final Fantasy. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the song. It's just, you watch for, what, a year or two? Years leading up to this game, you're looking at the combat, and it's very, like, action-oriented, and it's, like, fast-paced and exciting. And I, I didn't expect a really slow, like, kind of reflective piano song to represent the main character. Now, once you play the game, you understand that it fits, but it, it was definitely a surprising thing. I guess Terra's theme from Six is similar. Like it's kind of dramatic. It's not really loud and bombastic. And it's, and it's sad too. Her theme is kind of sad, and there's yeah. a there's an air of it's not it's not super sad. And it's definitely not dark the way most of the rest of the music is, but it's also it's not like super happy. It's um, I think when I was writing my notes, I said something about it being. It sounds a little idyllic at the beginning, like it could almost be playing in a hometown or a safe haven. But then there's you know there's some turns of the theme that uh, it's almost like you know he's this character who is trying to make the best of things and trying to live his life, knowing that he has things he has to do and it weighs heavily on him is kind of the feel that you kind of get from this track like he's he's trying to be positive he's trying to be he's like i mean gosh he's only what he's not even 20 years old i don't think in this game yeah it's, it's a lot of stuff thrown on him yeah um but it's an interesting character theme in a game where there's only a few actual themes named after characters and they're all interesting in different ways but Noctis's is uh, possibly one of the, the, the more interesting of the bunch um, and also it you know it's interesting it doesn't really play predominantly in the main game not that not that I don't think we can either of us can recall a scene during the main story where it really comes out I remember it clearly uh, playing at the very end which is kind of an Kind of a nice touch, I think, uh, because of the events of the end of the game, which we can't talk about because spoilers, but um, was maybe a nice a nice musical touch to have his theme there and to have it and play uh, to have sort of end cap the game. But yeah, it's a it's a nice uh, kind of a wistful maybe is the, the word I'm going for piano and and, uh, and strings piece. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I got the soundtrack that there's only a handful of character themes, which is interesting. They're all good. Uh, I was actually really, really close to picking um, Arden as one of the villains yes. of the game. Both, yes. both of his themes, especially... He has two versions on the soundtrack, but the second mm -hmm. one is fantastic. Um, but I, I felt Noctis was the way to go here. 
but definitely all both worth listening or all of those are worth listening to. Yes, especially. Marcos, what did you think? You know, this is another one of those tracks where like it, it, it's like pulling on my heartstring is going in different directions. Like when at four <clears throat> excuse me, at fourteen, like you get that piano sound uh come in. And it sounds, you know, very hopeful, very happy, kind of like uh, what you're talking about, like a hometown feel. But then at 41, it, it, it's really interesting. It, it turned, I feel like it takes a turn into a little bit of a, I want to say tragedy, but some sort of uh, sadness or some some type of cruelty that this character has gone through. But it doesn't s- stay like that. It continues to go on, then you get these strings just backing up the piano music. And it sounds, or rather, I would say, it, the music or the character the music describes remains hopeful. And that just sounds, that's what it sounds like to me. I really enjoy this track. And I was confused at the location of this track as well. When I saw her, it was uh, with the track 13 of uh, CD3. I was like, okay, I mean, that's a great place to put that. Why? <laughs> and then, like, I was like, oh, uh, okay, I, I think I understand why now. You, you can't leave the show, Marcos, because you have such a good job of of, of correctly identifying uh, emotional elements of this of tracks from games you haven't played. Oh, I guess something does bad happen to this kid. <laughs> I mean, well, the game. Wow. I mean, everyone knows the game starts off with his home country being invaded by an evil empire. So yeah, really? oh, that's pretty cool. I know yeah. nothing about this game. I should point out, I know nothing about this game. I've chosen to remain dark about it, and social media has done the uh, the unspeakable of not being on my phone because I refuse to go to social media <laughs> to spoil this game for myself. Even Tumblr has done a great job not spoiling this game for me, which is impressive, because they like to spoil everything as soon as a game, like before even the game comes out. They're like, oh, by the way, this character dies. I was like, thanks, buddy. Oh, yeah. You, you know what? I got spoiled by a character death uh, thanks to listening to music on YouTube because it was one of like the recommended things in the sidebar. I'm like, ah. Yes. That's why I kept away from YouTube from the soundtrack. That's why I know nothing on the music of this game because yeah. I did that happened to me a while ago and I said never again. Yeah. Absolutely never again. <laughs> I was hoping that they were trolling me, and but it, it was a legit video. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mike. That's okay. Yeah, people are. Um, bad bad people. I can't say the word that I want to say because we're a PG thirteen podcast. But you, you all know the word I'm thinking of, and it's true. People are not like that. I mean, to be fair, you can say it, and we can f- it. But you know, <laughs> give us that chocolate. Uh, yeah, where's the wark? Right. <laughs> That's gonna be our bleep noises of wark. Yep. Anyway, uh. So I guess we'll move on to my pick. Um, what can I say about Phantasmal Blaze? Um, first off, I picked it uh, because it is the second best battle theme in Trails of Cold Steel 2. The first one we already played um, in a previous music of the year before I was on the show, I think. Um, and while I wanted, I was tempted to just say F it and play it again, because of host prerogative, I didn't. I wanted to try and stay true to our rules, so I went with the second best piece. The first best is, of course, Blue Destination, um, for those who are wondering. But Phantasmal Blaze is a truly excellent 
very close to being best, but not quite second best uh, battle theme. It's actually uh, dungeon theme music as well. It plays during the final dungeon of the the main story in Cold Steel 2. There's also a very lengthy epilogue that has its own dungeon uh, that you go through. But this is the this is the final dungeon for the the, the proper the main story that you're working through uh, throughout most of the game. And it also um, it plays during any uh, regular combat that you have in that dungeon. So it's both dungeon and combat music, um, which perhaps explains why it is epic as all crap um this is one of the most epic pieces that uh exists that i've heard uh in in this game in either game um way more epic sounding than the final dungeon and combat music from uh the first cold steel but then mm, almost everything in cold steel 2 is kind of more epic than the first cold steel um, there are a lot of things I love about this track. I love the fast pace that's created by the percussion that just, you know, starts off um, shortly after the track starts and just keeps going. Um, I love there are a couple of different instances of uh, key shifts happening one after another. There's two different sections where that happens and that just kind of feels like it's ramping up every time the key shifts. It's just getting more and more serious. Um, there's a little interlude around uh, two and a half minutes in that has uh, what sounds like marimbas or some sort of other uh, percussion uh, keyboard instrument um, that's really cool, works well to sort of break up the different parts of the track. And then one of my favorite things is there's a borrowed riff around three and a half minutes in that uses music that uh, I actually investigated this because I wanted to know what was going on here. Um, it uses music that was played originally in Trails in the Sky Third, which we don't have yet in English, so we don't. I don't know what the context is. I don't know if it's an intentional reference um, or it could simply be that it was unused material, uh, an unused riff that got worked into later games because uh, that has apparently happened before with other Falcom uh, games or other games in this series. Um, but there are a couple of tracks actually in Cold Steel 2, not just this one that used that same riff. And I thought that was really interesting to have that brought in, um, even if it was uninten unintentional, just reusing uh, previously or unused material, just to have a little bit of a, a musical connection between these games, because they are ultimately all part of the same long story that is at this point now with Cold Steel 3 being announced and coming out next year uh, is eight games long and with no real end in sight um, so I thought that was really cool but I just I I had to pick this oh and the other thing I thought was really cool I have no explanation for this whatsoever um, is that parts of this track really remind me of Ace Combat music and <laughs> they're yeah, there are other, and it's not just this one. There are other tracks in both Cold Steel soundtracks that give me an Ace Combat vibe, and I don't know how because I've checked, and as far as I can tell, none of the composers or arrangers on either game, either of these two games, worked on Ace Combat soundtrack. Unless I, I missed something. I went and I looked at all of their credits. Um, on VGMDB, and I did not see a single reference to Ace Combat. Maybe I missed something, but as far as I can tell. They haven't, and yet I get serious Ace Combat vibes from some of the music in these in these two games and this track in particular. And I'm a huge Ace Combat fan. 
partly because of the awesome music that all the games in the series have. So I'm like, yes, please put some Ace Combat in my Trails games. I, I very much appreciate more Ace Combat sounding music. So those are my thoughts. Boys, what are your thoughts? Maybe someone at Falcom is just an Ace Combat fan. <laughs> um, I would not blame them. It's a good series to be a fan of. I'm by no means an expert on Ace Combat, but I do know a few tracks from four and five, I think. And I, I can actually see where you where you get that from. It's got a similar kind of like energy and feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what I can say about the song that you didn't say. Uh, which is Sorry. Why, which is why I didn't write down a whole lot because I knew you would have it covered. Like literally my note say, I'm sure Caitlin has it covered. Uh, i can say that the the title of this track alone is about as falcom as uh, song titles get phantasmal blaze just sounds like a falcom song title yeah it does doesn't it it does like a boss theme or something a boss theme that was the other thing i wrote down in my notes and now now i'm out of my notes so I, I assumed it was a boss theme when mm-hmm. I heard it before I started playing the game. Um, and I'm almost kind of glad that it's not because it's a long dungeon. So that means I get to listen to it more. Whereas if it was just a boss theme, it would be like 20 minutes and then no more. So, so yeah. Marcos, go. Yeah. What Caitlin said. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, it, if I had to add anything into it... Um... When I first heard this, uh, and again, this is another game I don't play. It, well, uh, hashtag, I don't play a lot of games. I just listen to a lot of music and hashtag. Uh, <laughs> when I first heard this, I thought it was very endgame-ish. I was like, wow, like this chorus is getting up on my face and just like like screaming ah at my end. I'm like, oh, I must be at like a boss fight or something over here. Especially when you get that aggressive percussion going on. Like it's It goes throughout the whole track, except uh, it like falls back at certain in moments. Like um, uh, like Caitlin, you mentioned the uh, piano and what you what you uh, think is a marimba. I, I thought it was a marimba or a xylophone playing at that mm-hmm. same time. It happens yeah. around two twenty four, mm-hmm. and that was really cool when it finally like pulled back and it's like like boom 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 boom. What's that xylophone in the back? I was like, whoa, nice. I like that. I like it when they uh, don't try to overpower you too much and they just like we're gonna show you something else really cool. I didn't pick up on the reference because I had no, I have no context for uh, the rest of the music, so that's another uh, great pickup there. Uh, but kudos to you. Uh, and I think this is a pretty kill, killer track now that I know where it was played uh, and have a bit more context. I was I think this is actually even more cooler now. So thanks for that. <laughs> I try to I try I try to please. It's just a darn shame that this, like, the soundtrack itself came out in, like, 2014, but the, we didn't get the game until 2016. Yeah. It was like, come on. Like, send that game up to us faster. But and it's, it's, it's going to happen with uh, Cold Steel 3 because there's no way we're seeing that game until late 2018 at the earliest. So we'll have it, a good year of listening to the uh, music and be suffering not knowing the context. I'm, I'm probably going to be weak and I will import it because <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait that long. So, and it will be good practice for my bad Japanese. Well, there you go. You got something to look forward to. I mean, me, I'm just, I'm going to forget about this. Come, then all the time, this is going to hit my lap, and I'm just going to be super excited. 
and then un- realized this game's not coming out for another 10 years. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, it won't be that long. We'll wait. I thought about that was Kingdom Hearts 3, and I was like, mm. I, and I, I, I joke around with my sister, and granted, this is back at 2000, what, what was Kingdom Hearts 2? Uh, 2006, 2005? It was one of those years that came about out. There. Yeah. I was joking around with my sister telling that I was going to have kids before Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out. And by the way, by like, th- this was a long time ago. Is this you telling <laughs> us you're pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wouldn't be surpri- surprised. I feel like this is going to be true. I was just joking around, Square Enix. Don't take me literal. <laughs> Come out with that game now so I can listen to the music. Um, but now that 15's done, I'm hoping uh, she just, just goes to that and just, or Shima Moro just composes that. It's like, all right, thank you. No more spinoffs. Give me that game. <laughs> I mean, we got two games literally within a week of each other this year that were in development for like a decade. So anything's oh, what was possible now. Last Guardian. Yeah. Whoa! I forgot about that. Yeah, it's like two games that people said were never going to come out somehow released within a week of each other, which is bizarre. I would hate to be the the publisher that had to like put a game out when those two games came out. (laughs) It's like we're not making sales this year, are we? Yeah, that's when you delay your game. (laughs) Delay it after Christmas is the only way to save you. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's move on to a game that. Uh, wasn't delayed? I don't know about the development history of Pokemon Sun and Moon, but I don't remember hearing about delays for this game. So, assuming I'm correct, Marcos, tell us about your pick. Uh, yeah, my uh, pick was the Arrival theme, uh, or Gladian theme. I, th- I think that's how you pronounce it. If you like, if you played Pokemon Sun and Moon and already beaten the game, then you are already well aware that that music for this game is phenomenal, and it sounds nothing like like a regular Pokemon soundtrack. When I first heard this, I thought, am I playing Pokemon, oh, am I playing Mega Man X or some type of like, or spin off of that? Because this was some of the like freshest beats I ever heard. I was like, oh, you got that electric guitar, you got that organ playing. And the battle thing seals the deal when they just add this vicious like bass to it, just going throughout the whole time. I was like, man, this is a really exciting stuff. And, I just really enjoyed this track. I, I was just, uh, I don't know, side, sidetracked when I saw this. I was like, man, or rather sideline. I was like, I, I, I can't I can't handle this. I don't know if I can listen to the rest of the soundtrack. Uh, but I thought, I just wanted to choose this track because it, to show off, again, that this soundtrack is very uh, diverse and it, it took a lot of turns and I like each turn. And I'm hoping that the next Pokemon game uh, keeps doing stuff like this because they're going to have me hook up to like the music for the rest of my life they keep doing that well i basically just wrote that this sounds like a sega genesis era sonic piece <laughs> of music like um both the, the the quality of the synths i mean some of those synths sound like they are literally just taken out of the uh the sound chip from the genesis and the way that they're used also really reminded me of um Oh, I don't know, stuff like uh, music from Sonic 3 or whatnot. Um, you know, that kind of fast moving in the background. So I was just kind of like having a, uh, a flashback episode to playing <laughs> Sonic games. So is I wanted to ask, because we've already, um, on one of our interludes, we've heard music from this game, but this sounds 
fairly distinct from that. Is is this kind of soundscape here unique to this character, or do we hear this kind of these kind of sense being used elsewhere in the soundtrack? Well, I haven't fully listened to like uh, all of it, but I I I think this like um, for this his theme uh, uses this uh, a lot more than like any of the other tracks. Uh, I don't really hear like uh, this type of mixture in the other tracks. I'm just trying to think because it's difficult to try to retain all that um, musical memory from, from <laughs> or disc release. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Uh, but from off the top of my head, I can't think of any other tracks. But I'm sure if I l- give it another listen, there might be one or two other tracks. But it's not going to be something that spans like several, like a lot of tracks in the same album. I think I said probably something similar on our last interlude, so I'll try not to repeat myself too much. But Nintendo gets a lot of flack, depending on who you ask, but for a lot of their games about being kind of rehashes, and especially Pokemon, there's so many of them. Uh, I think sometimes games come out and people think it's like, well, it's just, it's a minor, minor evolution from the last one. So I like that they're willing to like do more this time with the game and the music, like go a little outside of their comfort zone, I guess. So it was, it was a nice surprise, this style of music. Yeah, I was taken by surprise. Pleasant surprise, but yeah. All right, well, then let's move on to our third and final block in which, Marcos, you have the first pick. Yes, I have Your Love is a Drug from Valhalla. I get that a lot. (laughs) You get what a lot? Sorry. Oh! (laughs) No, I said I get that a lot. (laughs) But um, Tish. All right. All right, Mike, what's your pick? (laughs) Uh, My pick is one of the more creatively named songs from Atelier Ferris, which is The Sound of Leaves Rubbing My Back. Just, just, Just go with it. Uh, there are so many questions with that so title. Many. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I have the final pick of the block, and uh, surprising once again, surprising no one, I picked something from Final Fantasy XIV specifically. Uh, this is Oblivion, the Never Let It Go version, which is from the recently released uh, arrangement band and piano arrangement album Duality. So let's listen to Your Love Is a Drug from Valhalla. The Sound of Leaves Rubbing My Back from Atelier Fierce, and Oblivion Never Let It Go version from Final Fantasy XIV Duality.
close my eyes for one last time and say goodbye.
and welcome back from that delicious listening block. And to talk about my chip pick, Your Love is a Drug from the Valhalla original soundtrack, second round, I have quite a bit of things to say about that. Very First thing, very chill, very bright, and very rocking. Now, I've been waiting for this stupid thing to come out for so long. If you've been with us since uh, RPG fans uh, Music of the Year 2014, that was one of my most anticipated for 2015. That did not happen. Thankfully, it came out this year, so now I can finally drool all over this whole soundtrack. And there's quite a bit to go to it. There's 44 tracks. And this is one of my favorite ones. And I gotta say, love it. I think the thing I like about most about it is that I get this 80s anime music vibe the whole time. Like, just as my childhood, just listening, watching these animes and just really cheesy uh, music playing in the background, or more or less just that 80s theme. And I, I just thought it was a really nice uh, pick to choose. I personally don't have much to say about the music itself other than I just like that it's not like totally in your face, but something really relaxing and chill. The name is interesting. Your love is a drug. So I thought that was nice that it wasn't like something ridiculous. But what about you two? What do you have to say about this? Uh, my notes start off by saying 80s, here we come. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my first, I mean, from the very beginning of the track, I went like, whoa. This sounds like this would be like maybe in an old old 80s film. Even the title kind of reminds me of like 80s 80s music. Uh, your your love is a drug, um, but it's quite catchy. I love the uh, I guess the introduction of the piece before the the main melody comes in. The ba 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 da ba ba da ba. I love that. It's really catchy. Uh, I started humming along to it really fast. So it's a nice fun piece you picked. Listening to Marcos talk about this music, I think Marcos's voice is the musical equivalent to this soundtrack. <laughs> I kind of get the I kind of get the same uh, feeling from both because it's kind of like relaxing and loungy. I, I think it's it's relaxing and then it still kind of has like this energizing feel to it. I I've, I actually have both soundtracks, this one and the first one, and then uh, is it Garode? The composer. I think I think it's Peron's Garode. Okay. Not future. In 2015, between the two soundtracks, he also released like a little EP with some other music that is kind of the same style. But I have a playlist with all of these on here, and I actually listen to it a lot when I'm uh, working. Or it's it's really good music to like work to because it, it's it's relaxing, but at the same time, it kind of like keeps you motivated. Just great stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of relaxing, Mike, um, tell us about what exactly, what sound do leaves rubbing your back make? Well, as we keep saying, this is a PG-13 podcast. Uh, I don't I don't understand the track titles of a lot of the songs in here. When we were off air, we were kind of looking through some of the song titles on Atelier Ferris, and they could maybe be misinterpreted. Um, I'm not sure what the sound of leaves rubbing my back is supposed to mean exactly. I guess you're like laying down in a field looking up at the sky. Because um, why not? What else could it be, right? Uh, this is actually one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack, though. Because on our last interlude, I used another song. And this was like a very, very close second choice for me. 
I was going to comment on the apparent pan flute, because pan flute is the go-to for a lot of gust music, but then uh, Marcos, of course, pointed out that it's actually a Kina. Is it Kina? I don't know how you pronounce this, sucker. YouTube and Wikipedia has me saying two different words. I thought it was Kenna, then someone on YouTube said Kina. I don't know anymore. I'm going to go with Kina, with a Q. (laughs) But not quinoa. Not quinoa, because that'll start a whole <laughs> other discussion. But it did make me think of quinoa. Uh, I, I learned I learned so much about music and instruments, like from these soundtracks and from having Marcos on the show. There's always some other instrument I've never heard of, and here's another one. Yeah, I thought they were recorders. I, I wrote down that they're recorders. They right. sound like recorders to me. Yep. That takes don't... me back. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad. I, I wrote re- recorders as well, and I thought, no way. This, this can't be recorders. They, they sound a little too mellow to be recorders. And then I went to go check the uh, the video game music database page, and then I found Kina, spelled K-E-N-A. I was like, I have no idea what this is. And then I saw Kina, Q-U-E-N-A, and I still said, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> <laughs> but when I finally took a look, I was like, Wow, these actually sound really nice uh, when I finally took a listen on YouTube. I was like, this definitely has to be the instrument. And it sounds absolutely beautiful. Oh, gosh. But what did you think of the track, uh, Caitlin? I like it. It's a nice, simple, peaceful tune. Um, the the kina and the single guitar and the chimes that kind of gives a little bit of a bit of a mystical uh, feel to it. Like, I don't know, maybe this is... You're in a forest somewhere where there are a lot of trees, I guess. Um, but it's really pretty sounding. Um, I don't know that I've heard a piece from Gust on the podcast that I had not liked. So, uh, and I've got Atelier games sitting on my my Vita, just waiting for me to play them. So one of these days, I'm going to work my way through um, the various trilogies and get caught up with uh, with now Fierce, so I can actually maybe talk more about this music and this is the daytime version too there's, there's oh it's a, a nighttime piece a, a lot of oh. the i guess they're field themes um but there's a lot of stuff on the soundtrack that's day and night and the nighttime one is the same melody but like even more mellow and chill wow really yeah well maybe it's a good thing you didn't pick that we don't want to put people to sleep <laughs> no 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 we want to lead them into this really uh loud and obnoxious next track Mm, and you would think it's loud and obnoxious <laughs> because uh, we've played the original version of Oblivion during uh, Music of the Year 2014. It was one of uh, a picks. I don't remember whose it was, but um, gosh, it may even have been mine. I don't remember. Anyway, um, we played the, the rock version, and it's a very rock, you know, uh, battle theme. Yeah, J-Rock. Um and so it's one of my favorite primal primal themes, not just because it's a rockin' song, but because of the lyrics. Um, I love the primal themes where they've got these really beautiful uh, female uh, song lyrics that tell a story of the primal, uh, Shiva. And then also, uh, more recently, Sophia's theme also has... Uh, 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 beautiful lyrics that sort of tell a story and Shiva's theme Shiva's lyrics are really dark and uh, fit the character both the 
both the historical character that you learn about in Heaven's Word, but then also um, the the present Shiva that you're dealing with in the game, the one that you're actually fighting. Really pretty. This acoustic arrangement took me completely by surprise. This is, uh, I guess, the the bonus track on the uh, the most recent uh, rock piano duo arrangement album that they have been releasing for Final Fantasy XIV called Duality. Um, and I wasn't expecting it on a you know on an album where all it's all their piano or it's uh, it's you know really rocking uh, pr- the primals uh, uh, doing uh, arrangements of, of, of p- p- music from the game. So this was kind of interesting to have this you know quiet, soft uh, acoustic version. But it immediately like the first time, the, literally the first time I heard it, it became my favorite piece on uh, on the album. And I think I hadn't even listened to the rest of the album. I think I started with the rock pieces and then listened to this and then the piano pieces. But as soon as I heard it, it's like, okay, that's it. There cannot be anything better than this. It's just... And the rest of the music is good, too. I actually like the music on Duality more than the previous band piano album from Astral to Umbral, uh, in large part because I just really love the music from Heaven's Word, so the source material is really close to my heart, uh, even more so than the awesome music from uh, A Realm Reborn and its uh, patches. But it's just, it's it's a quieter but no less beautiful version of the song. Um, actually, in some respects, I'd say it's it's more beautiful having the, the guitar, the piano, uh, it sounds like there's a cello, I want to say, playing in there because it's really deep and low. Uh, there's even a bit of a Celtic influence uh, in, at different places. Um, it's almost like Mitsuda could have composed this, which I wouldn't be opposed to Mitsuda doing an arrangement of some of this music, um, a la like, uh, the Rogue Galaxy arranged album. That that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I just... I. Uh, I know I pick a lot of music from 14. We well, we in general on the show pick a lot of music from 14. Um, not just me, but I, I couldn't I couldn't help it. This um, this made it on my list of music of the year. I actually specifically made an entry that's just best arranged best uh, piece on an arrangement album for this track because I just had to talk about how awesome it is and couldn't resist putting it on the show for you guys to hear. And I'm glad you did. Uh, okay, are you sitting down? Because this is probably the first not completely positive thing I'm going to say about 14. Oh boy. Um, okay, yeah. Not about this song. I adore this song. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this whole album. Because I think early on, when Titan's theme was like this, like just in-your-face rock song, there was, an, there was kind of a novelty to it. Because it didn't, it was different from all the other ones. But they they're doing more and more and more of this like rock music in primals and stuff, and I like the the duality album. Although getting a new rock version of a song that already was a rock song is a little bit weird to me. Because yeah. like cause Shiva's theme was even on the first um, album like this, and it was kind of weird because it was a rock version of a song that was already a rock song. Yeah. Um. So it's not bad. I like it. I like that their new recordings are interesting. Um, but I think what's really interesting about this track is that it's very different from the original. It's not just like, well, like the last time. It's like, okay, it was this style and we're just doing it again in the same style. Which is probably why I like the piano stuff on this album more. 
because it's a really different take on some of those songs. And that's what's great about this one, too. It's a really different take from what we're used to hearing of this song. And like you said, it totally fits her character because it's a pretty kind of depressing song, actually. Um, and I liked the rock version of it, but it really, really hits home as an acoustic track. So definitely my favorite thing on the album, too. Marcos, what are your thoughts? I don't know anything about Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, but... I don't either. um but this track is such a pretty cool um i think what i like about this is um it just sounds uh very resigning (laughs) uh and uh, very dramatic as well uh it took me a while to like hear the lyrics and then i eventually just said well i'm just gonna go to youtube youtube will always help me and i found the lyrics and i thought wow this is very sad (laughs) uh and finally, finally, like reading the lyrics and like re-listening to the music again, I thought I was like, "Well, this is that was very sad and very pretty." But other than that, I very dramatic. Well, that covers yeah, that is, it. That, that I think, yeah, I think we said all there is to say about that. So, and that was that was our final pick of the block. So that means that our music of the year extravaganza is at an end. I want to thank everyone for listening to, yet again, our three-episode mega uh, Music of the Year podcast. Um, We had some great picks from, uh, like I said, staff members, friends of the show. I want to give a big thanks uh, again to... uh, to our staff members, Peter and Robert, who joined us on our first episode, to longtime friends of the show, uh, Michael uh, Mac Cunningham and Don Katowski, who joined us on our second episode. Big thanks to some of our most passionate listeners who sent in some picks uh, to include on our episodes. And of course, thank you, Mike and Marcos, for joining me for our finale. Um, as usual, please uh, please rate, uh, review us, like like us on iTunes, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, chat with us on Twitter, on the board, send us uh, emails at music at rpgfan.com. What did you like? Uh, what would you like to hear? What did you really like about uh, 2016? If you weren't able to send in any pics, um, you know, we are, just love to talk about. Uh, awesome music and we've got an awesome year of 2017 now of coming up which is going to probably be nothing but persona um, I'll, I'll try to resist the urge but we all know it's going to be fairly persona heavy um, <laughs> but that's for another podcast so as usual again thank you all for for wa- listening for helping make the show the awesomeness that it is um, I feel like I kind of want to, you know, it's the end of the year, so I want to just give a little extra special thanks to to everyone who listens and who has participated in the show over the course of the year and my buddies that are with me today. Um, it's, it's always a great experience to work on this show, and I look forward to many more episodes and more music of the year to come. Uh, but for myself, for Mike, and for Marcos, I think that will do it for this episode and for our Music of the Year extravaganza. Um, as is tradition, we always have a uh, surprise track at the end of the episode, and uh, I did the honors for this episode. Um, we didn't. No one really talked about this game in our Music of the Year because 
it only came out in Japan, and we don't get it until 2017, and the soundtrack itself hasn't actually been officially released yet, but we did get a preview uh, album for none other than Persona 5 um, that came out with, uh, they released a mega album, uh, mega Persona series album that included music from the entire series, and it included discs entirely of uh, selections from Persona 5, so we got a little bit of a preview of music from that game, and You'll be hearing a lot more of that music once we get the actual soundtrack in a few weeks. But to take us out for this episode, we're going to be listening to uh, Willpower, which is one of the really awesome boss themes from Persona 5. So let's listen to that. Have a great 2017, everyone, and keep on listening to awesome RPG music. Final Fantasy on this episode, though. It'd be cool yeah. if we could do something not from Final Fantasy. Yeah. What about World of Final Fantasy? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's as Final Fantasy as it gets. <laughs> uh...